for the individuals of humanity, if we were to give a message that would be taken on as fact, we would love for each and every one of you to know that in each and every moment, you are indeed doing the best that you can. You are held by each other and the universe. And that in each and every moment you are learning and growing and becoming a better version of yourself. What you just heard was a channeled message from the entity group Vagrian, V-A-G-R-E-I-N. And it's coming through Jesse Herman. I'm so honored and so grateful to have her here on Inner Guidance Daily. I wanted to kick off the show by sharing this portion of the channeled message from the entity group Vagrian. You're about to hear the full message they have for humanity and also share with us how we can ease into 2021. I also sat down with Jesse just to talk about how did this come to be and to ask the questions you're dying to know about this experience. Jesse is a life coach. She's a course creator, an energy healer, and she's the channel through which the entity group Vagrian transmits their message. She has an amazing book that we talk about as well that I highly recommend. It's also called Vagrian. And I'm so excited for you to hear this conversation. It will be enlightening, fascinating, really interesting, and healing. And I hope it helps you walk into 2021. Come check out the show. How are you guys doing today? I'm so happy you're here today. And I wanted to welcome my guest, Jesse Herman. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you very much for having me. Yes. I'm so glad you're here. We are both mamas. And so we were just talking about just being a mom. And I just wanted to give some props over to Jesse because right now you're in Italy, right? Yeah, that's right. And it is 10 p.m. (laughs) (laughs) And her kids are asleep and she carved out time just to be here with us today. So I just wanted to say thank you. And I wanted the, the listeners to know as well. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah. Um, how are you feeling? How are you feeling today, tonight, right? How are you feeling? Yeah, I'm, I'm feeling really great. I've recently set up practice in the morning of like setting my intention for the day and like talking about it in the past tense. Mm. And I find that practice has been amazing because I've just like sort of said like, this is how my day went. And then when I come to the end of the day, that's how it went. So it's just been really, really exciting. I um, love that. Yeah. Do you mind sharing what your intention was today? Oh, just to sort of like get up, have a nice day, everyone sort of like flow together nicely, you know, the family on the weekend, sometimes everyone has different ideas of what they want to do during the day, mm-hmm. set out the attention that like everybody was harmonious, and that we had some really nice quality time together, and that, you know, ate some nice food and yeah. did some fun things. And yeah, it just kind of flew exactly as it was. Oh, and I added in like some pleasant surprises. And I got a couple of calls <gasps> from clients, new clients and stuff like that. So it's been like a really interesting and fun Saturday. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I have never set an intention to like receive a few surprises. That's such a good one. Oh yeah. It's fun. It's fun. Like happy surprises. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I'm going to have to do that. (laughs) Um, by the way, when you said good food and I know you're in Italy, it is like 
on my list as soon as I can travel again. Like Italy is where I want to be. Absolutely. Have you been like, you're, you're clearly not from there, right? No, I'm from uh, Montreal, Canada, but I've been living here, I think, oh gosh, 16 years. Oh, wow. So yeah. What brought you there? Um, exploration, adventure, and then I met my husband. So I stayed. Oh, I love this. I love it. Well, Italy is so near and dear to my heart. I love it. (laughs) Can't wait to finally get back there sometime one day. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So let's dive in a little bit, um, about your work, what you do. Um, I'm going to kind of ease us into this conversation and introduce uh, the listeners to you and to the book, but in a, in a, in a little nutshell, essentially, you know, you're a channel, right? And you have these abilities to be able to channel specific, I'm going to call it like a consciousness and and you you would agree. Okay. I'd agree. Yeah. Okay. And help me pronounce the name. You know, it's funny. I've never heard the name. So okay. I can only go like, I'm basically reading it like you do, but I, I say Vagrian. Vagrian. Okay. Lots of people say Vagrian or, I, you know, basically however you read it is how you should pronounce it. I think. Vagrian. Okay. Yeah. So this is the consciousness that she's able to channel. And so before we even talk about channeling, what this means, what this consciousness is, let's, I want to just have you share a little bit like how did this come to be like you're a mama of two you're living in Italy you know like just kind of a normal everyday kind of existence and then this experience has happened to you like where did this come from how did it happen how did you get here um so yeah pretty much like that normal mom of two (laughs) and and um and I I've always been a little bit odd, like as a child, I was a bit odd and um, had imaginary friends and had experiences that my parents, you know, couldn't explain or I couldn't explain them and was told I was imagining things and stuff like that. And that kind of thing happened frequently. Um, I saw ghosts or heard voices or stuff like that, but I kind of shut it all down. I'm thinking, you know, everyone told me, oh, it's imagination. So I said, oh yeah, okay. It must be imagination. And probably I shouldn't talk about these things. So, um, so I didn't, and I avoided that kind of, um, topic or direction, even though, you know, so mainstream media, how many ghost stories do you hear and things about aliens, you hear it all the time, but I kind of steered away from it, knowing somewhere inside of me that, like maybe all those films about like extrasensory perception, maybe I had that kind of thing, but I didn't want to get involved with it. Um, then I started on my meditation and spiritual journey when my daughter was born. And um, soon after that, like things started ramping up again with like sensing energies, I guess you call it that at first. And then I had a couple of experiences with like friends or old acquaintances that had passed on that I was getting messages from, um, which was like a little disturbing because I was like, oh gosh, like I don't really want to go to this person's mom and tell them something, you know, I didn't want anything to do with that, but I was more relaxed because I had been meditating for a long time. So I said, you know, I trust the universe. I trust like what's happening around me and I trust, um, I trust that I'm safe basically. So, um, Eventually came to a head where it was my 40th birthday and I had been having these like invitations. In fact, in my book, I talk about these invitations to to channel. I hadn't known what channeling was for very long because I 
didn't have any exposure to that kind of um, material until my spiritual journey had started. And uh, it was my birthday. So I just said, you know what? Like, basically, like, whatever, like, let's see what happens. You know, like, what am I running from? You know, like, what's the worst that could happen? You know? Yeah. And I really... Uh, didn't expect for anything to happen, but I put a voice recording software on my phone and I lay down to meditate, but sort of like for the first time with the intention of whatever happens, happens. Whereas up until that point, I was like, whatever happens is fine, except if I let that through. Right, <laughs> like, right, right. I don't, I don't want to let that energy yeah. come through me. Yeah. And um, I finished the record, like I woke up, I think 20 minutes later and there was talking on the recording and it wasn't me and I didn't remember what had been said so I sat down and transcribed it and looked at it and went whoa that's weird like either I've really lost it like this is (laughs) full-on midlife crisis stuff or or there actually is this potential to like to contact a more universal consciousness or even you know the skeptic in me went like, well, maybe my subconscious or my superconscious is able to talk through me because I actually don't know how these things work. You know, I'm not yeah. going to claim to know how the mind works as well. So, right. so wow. Okay. So there's this thing. Um, and several weeks later, I met some people who were like super enthusiastic about it. Um, and were so excited when I told them that they wanted to, like, they want to see what would happen. Like if we did a session, yeah. And from then, um, interacting with other people has where all the information has come out because what'll happen is there'll be questions and then answers. Oh. So, um, like when I'm channeling on my own, like if I'll do a session, like just alone in a room, a yeah. lot will come through, but mo- like quite a bit of it is what I would consider personal, like re- starting out my own stuff. But when it's yeah. with a group, it becomes extremely universal. Yeah. So um, from there, I've just been doing group sessions and private sessions and a book came out of it. And um, it's been really very interesting. And also so like so much growth has come from it for myself as well. So I've gained so much from it as well. Yeah. It's so cool. At what point did you say, okay, I'm going to trust that this is possible? Like, it's yeah. actually funny. I don't even think I did trust it was possible. I was like, like a stubborn teenager. Like the, the energy I went into that, like sitting down to try it was like, I'm going to like, I was basically talking to this energy going like, I'm going to prove to you this doesn't work. <laughs> like I'm going to prove to you that I'm not a channel because yeah. we're going to go, we're going to sit there and I'm going to, and nothing's going to happen. And I was like convinced that like that would be the end of it like I was like closing a chapter basically instead of believing to the opening one yeah so like so so stubborn and and like hilarious when I think back now about it yeah it's so interesting one of the things that really jumped out at in your book and we're going to dive into it um and I do you just reminded me right now is that you mentioned something that it was like everything is channeled and so there's kind of this highlighted especially in the spiritual world that like only specific people can be the channel right um and we can I want to ask you that about about that too but what I thought was really interesting is that if consciousness is this vast unlimited possibility kind of thing 
that everything that we're doing is a channeled message or a channel mm-hmm. of some sort. Am I explaining this correctly? What did you mean by that? That's that's exactly what I mean. Um, sort of like when you think of sp- like our spirit or our soul or whatever words you're going to want to use for that concept that we kind of have a slight grasp on, but not entirely, um, it gets into your body and your mind somehow, right? Yeah. So there has to be a connection point between the non-physical, which is your whatever, that vast thing that you think is you, and your physical body. So from my understanding, and this is information that I've gotten from from this entity group from Vagrian, is that you're actually channeling yourself all the time. So to channel anything else, whether you want to channel like art or uh, music or some genius new scientific discovery, it's just as simple as like switching the station on your instrument. Yeah. Right. So that's kind of, I think what I do when I go into trance, it's like, I just like stop the frequency of myself or move it slightly off band and allow something else to come through. Yeah. So like you said, everything we're doing is channeling because we are universal consciousness. So we're channeling the frequency band of like, I'm channeling the frequency band of Jesse and you're channeling the frequency band of Lauren. And like, that's what we're used to doing. Right. But now that there's this expansion happening for everyone, we're coming to the point where we're realizing, Hey, actually we have this possibility of like really accessing whatever we want, Mm -hmm. you know, and that's Mm -hmm. mirrored in our physical reality, like with the internet, like, you know, oh, good point. 30 years ago, like we would have been like, what? No, where's my encyclopedia? Like, I don't know how to look anything up. Yeah. Right. But we're all getting like upgrades to be able to access this stuff. Why now you think? Oh, I have no idea. Yeah. You know, that's such a great, that's such a great question. And it's someone actually asked me this yesterday too. Like, why now? Why, why these messages now? And why is this happening now? I don't know. Yeah. I really don't. Like, yeah, well, that's fair. I mean, of course, right. You're, you're just doing it with us, right? <laughs> yeah. Right. And, and um, let's take a pause for one second. I want to sure. put a little definitions around a few things. And okay. also what I appreciate about your book so much is that you include a glossary because that means anybody, you don't have to be in the spiritual world. You don't have to be meditating and practicing yoga. You don't even have to know what a channel is. You could literally pick this book up. You do this beautiful way of writing from you, Jesse, right. Mm-hmm. And then writing from this entity or sharing what you've received from them. And then this, there's a glossary, right? So you can totally wrap your mind or as much as you want to around what is being shared with you. So before we go any further into the book, which is so awesome and I can't wait to go into the book with you. Let's just get some definitions out of the way. Can you explain to us what does it mean to be channeling? What is channeling? Okay. So channeling, like there's, so there's the double definition. This is what we just talked about, how we're all doing this thing, right? What it is known as in sort of like what a channeler is, um, is also what like a medium would be, which is someone who steps out of their control like the direct control of their mind and body to allow another energy to use those faculties. So like I channel verbally, I can also channel in writing. Um, so like I could type, type out channeled messages. Um, I don't channel often with my eyes open, but like there's more movement now than there was at the beginning. So this energy takes over my mind and my body and uses my own brain capacity to translate its message 
to the external world. Um, so, for example, my voice changes slightly. Um, my vocabulary changes a lot. <laughs> I mean, I don't know half of the words that come out of my mouth. I have to like go and look them up myself oh, wow. afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> um, I guess I know them somewhere, but you know, there's a lot of Latin in there. <laughs> yeah. And um, and so it, it's it's the stepping out of the way of another energy to use your vessel. What would be called your vessel, your body, your mind. Got it. Yeah. Got it. That's a beautiful way of defining it. Thank you. That made a lot of sense to me. Oh, good. Um, what is consciousness? This is kind of a heavy question, but yeah, again, I don't, okay. I'll tell you what I feel consciousness is because okay. I don't know if this is like a definition or yeah. anything. Um, and this will go on to probably your next, like talk about the book. Consciousness is the, I guess, existence of everything. Like it's, it's what makes up all that is. So like now we're coming to another term that's all over the book. So it's, <laughs> it's, um, it's like if you, the analogy that, that you can use is if you're looking at a painting and you're standing far away from it, you would look at the painting. Your first idea would be, oh, that's a woman with an umbrella, let's say. Okay. If you get close enough up to the painting, you see that it's paint, like the whole painting is paint. And if you get even closer to that, you can see that like it's all pigment or it's all molecules or it's all like you zoom right in and it's everything is made of the same thing. Mm -hmm. So consciousness is that non-physical fiber of what is everything else. Got it. Okay. Got <laughs> it. Made a bit yeah. of sense. It's okay. a very <laughs> complex thing, but I got it. We're okay. right there with you. Okay. So then what is the collective consciousness? Okay. So now you have to pull back out to the painting a little bit further back, right? And you've got um, you've got red over here, yellow over here, blue over here. They're different, but they're all paint. So like the collective consciousness would be, okay, this is the collective. The collective is the painting. It's the image that is then formed from these individual pixels of, or molecules of paint. So that collective consciousness forms that image. So um, because we're human, let's say, we're called human and we're individuals, we have a no, we have like the same parameters. We're running on the same rules, at least sort of. And then we're all living from the perspective of, hey, we're all living on this planet with these rules, with this, like there's gravity and we have skin and, you know, like just there's lots of these rules that are part of the collective consciousness. And as we all develop together and learn new things, the collective consciousness is like a river and it's flowing and it changes with us. So um, yeah, so I guess that would be a, a half decent description of that. Yeah, no, it's great. Yeah. And we're, great. <laughs> and then one more definition that I think would be beneficial to this great. particular podcast is what is your emotional guidance system? Oh, that's another big question. Okay. So, <laughs> sorry. So, um, yeah, it's like, it's like, this is like cliff notes. Okay. So the emotional <laughs> guidance is we have emotions, right? we're kind of told that emotions are like this, like added on thing to us and like they need to be managed and controlled and stuff. Mm -hmm. But I, I really think that they're like another body and that they are giving us the same amount of information as our like physical bodies are. So like if you bang your knee and it hurts, it tells you don't walk into a table again. Right. right. So our emotional guidance system is also through our emotions of like, which can seem painful or seem pleasurable guiding us to make better choices of how we think 
and our actions because your thoughts really influence your emotions. And then if you're thinking the wrong thing or seeing something the wrong way, and only it's only the wrong way in um, relation to what your inner sort of soul believes about that same concept, um, you're going to feel bad, right? Yeah. So yeah. classic examples, like if a loved one dies, like we're, we're trained to feel sad when someone dies, right? but we feel sad when someone dies because we think like, oh, I'm not going to see, I don't have a connection with that person anymore. I'm not going to see that person again. It's so painful that I don't have them in my life anymore. But there's a part of us that, that is non-physical that already knows that we are connected with that person, whether right. they're living or not, you know, that right. part of us doesn't break connection because the body's no longer alive. So it's painful because we're believing something that's not entirely true about like death or any other concept. I mean, that was just like the heaviest one that came to mind. <laughs> yeah. It makes so much sense though. And, and a lot of people are experiencing grief and there's a huge yeah. exodus of people, you know, because of what's going on in the world. So yeah. it's very timely thing to say and, and to explain mm. and also could yeah. be really healing to hear that, you know, we still are connected, you know, yes. not just on this physical plane or physical body. Thank you for going through that. It was like a game show. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, I really appreciate it because I think sometimes we need some foundation to be able to hear now go into the book and hear yeah. a little bit more about this all there is. So I'm going to mm. read a little bit. Um, this is literally like page two. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> um, and uh, this is, you, you'll explain like what this is, but I'm going to read it so everybody can hear. Um, but it's a really important concept to understand. And so we'll dive a little bit through and whatever comes through, you know, in terms of expl explaining what this is will be perfect, but here's what it is. It's it's the perfect illusion and challenge to be thrust into a space that you call reality with such a profound level of forgetting of the simple understandings of all there is in favor of the possibility of creating with free will, a new light to shine into the infinite infinity, a new version of everything. You welcome to being human. <laughs> When I read that, I was like, hold up. <laughs> Say what? Um, yeah. So this is a, a channeled message, right? Yes. Yeah. That is channeled. And so this would be from Vagri Sorry. Vagrian. Vagrian. Mm -hmm. And so this was coming through you. And this is yeah. literally to begin the book. So what really stood out to me is the welcome to being human. And the idea of all there is. So what does that mean? What does all there is mean? Okay. Well, there is, there is a whole chapter in the book that dives into it far better than I can, Okay. <laughs> but, um, but you know, we're, we have such a limited perspective, like as, as a human, you have your own two eyes and ears and senses, and you're, you're like in a time space constraint. You can only be in this moment in this room, in this podcast, in this, you know, wherever you are right in this moment is where you are in now, which is really all that, like all that exists is your own now. But the, what all there, all there is, 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 is vast. It's everything. So if you can zoom out your perspective to start including absolutely everything, you realize that it really is everything. 
And then it's like, it's like an accordion. It zooms back into the one moment that you're in. And then that now becomes all that there is. Okay. So it's, it's like this, it's like this wave. It has to be a wave thing, even as you're contemplating this, because everything is included in the all that is. So everything that we as humans decide to exclude, like we exclude murderers and we exclude, um, you know, being late for work, right? There's so many things we're resistant to because we're like, it shouldn't be like this. Mm -hmm. But the fact that it already is as it is means Mm -hmm. it's already included in the all that is, right? It's already accepted by the universe. It's already accepted by the perfect creation that everything else is dependent upon, right? Right, right. Doesn't mean that like, yeah, you're going to just let people run around murdering people. But the fact that it's there means that it's there for a very specific reason in this particular moment, right? Right. So um, I think that 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 message comes from like, if you could imagine a being or an existence that had that complete zoomed out perspective, right? And then as a human, imagine what qualities that that being would have to have like they would have to have complete non-judgment. They would have to have complete compassion. They would have to have complete like wisdom because if you could just see everything, right? Yeah, right, true. Of course you would have like infinite intelligence because like everything would be equal to everything else. It would be like those pigments on the on the painting, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, so it's, it's a hard concept to wrap your head around. It's a hard concept for me to wrap my head around, you know? And it's very hard concept to live as a human. I mean, like, that's why the welcome to being human is like, here's your challenge, have fun, you know? Yeah, yeah, totally. (laughs) Um, Yeah, but uh, I think that that's where we're headed. Well, at least I hope, but I I think that's where we're heading as as a collective. I hope that that's the case so that um, if we could start zooming out and realizing that like, really it is all connected. Imagine the changes in the decisions we'd be making. Oh, so many. Yeah. So many. Thank you for explaining that. I what what actually just came up when you were talking about that is there's a port, part in the book that I literally wrote whoa next to. Oh gosh. Because it's also a channeled message and um they were saying like I don't know who they were channeling if it was to you directly or if it was like in a session mm-hmm. or something but basically they were saying like we kind of envy you humans we envy you that you uh don't know everything yet Mm -hmm. that you don't have this infinite knowledge because there's really nothing for them to understand there's not like this idea of like putting pieces together and I think so many people are just following the breadcrumbs kind of putting things together like oh this makes sense this doesn't this is resonating this traumatic thing had to happen so I could learn Mm -hmm. xyz and then they're like creating this world um were you surprised when when you read that message that they would kind of envy us and and um I think that a lot of their messages are to try and retrain us to have appreciation for really how beautiful it is to be human you know Mm -hmm. so like I I don't think it's an actual envy I think it's a pointing out their level of like appreciation if they were in our spot yeah you know because um like I could I can imagine like how boring would it be if you really did know everything like, or if you couldn't create anything new ever, like if nothing yeah. could be created, yeah. what, like, what would you do? Right. There would be nothing to do, right? Like you right. couldn't, you can't like buy a new thing. You can't, 
make a new friends. You can't like, there's nothing yeah. left. Right. Yeah. Except yeah. just like perfect bliss and peace, like, which is what we all say we want, but really do we like, do we want to yeah. just be blissed out and peaced out all the time? Like they also make fun of us all the time. Like, cause we're totally into our own drama. Like we love it. Love it. Yeah. We love it. Yeah. No, that's so interesting. What has been something that really surprised you? Like that came through? Hmm. Well, them in the first place, that definitely yeah, surprised sure. me. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? It's it's hard for me because like it's almost like uh when I am channeling, it's like I get primed in a way it's almost like I get uh, like down I know maybe part of like downloads or something I get the downloads so that I can accept them okay. there have been times when I've had like a bit of resistance to some messages like especially like when let's say someone asks the questions about aliens or politics or something like something that I do maybe have like an opinion to or resistance to mm -hmm. myself mm -hmm. um sometimes I'll sense that like I'll be like oh my god what are they gonna say <laughs> they don't like predict the end of the world next week and then yeah. like you know because like you know I don't know what they're gonna say and I don't even as it's going over my mouth I don't know what it's gonna say but yeah. um but they haven't really like said anything that has shocked me a lot of stuff I haven't understood yeah and that took a long time to process and understand but it's almost like I get anesthetized in a way to the information yeah like in fact the people some of the people who work with me they, they laugh because like I I don't necessarily listen back to the like the recordings right away. Like I don't yeah. draw to like sit down and go like, oh my god, what do they say? Yeah. Um, and um, and I don't recall a lot of it. Yeah. Like I don't go back and go like, oh wow, that was profound. But then when I read it, like when it's been transcribed, I'm like, whoa, really? <laughs> like that's so yeah. cool, you know? Yeah, yeah. You said some interesting things about like the next generations of, of kids coming in and stuff like that, which has been super interesting. And that's that's like stuff that I guess borderline is surprising but makes sense so yeah um, I was actually going to ask you about that so I love that you brought it up yeah I mean I'm a mom a lot of the listeners are moms too and even if you're not it's okay you know this is still very interesting so tell us what are they saying about the next generation and parenting yeah yeah or what surprised you about that what well when the first times they talked about parenting were in channelings that I did for myself and they were like they're basically like, like to stop beat, like stop beating yourself up and worrying about your kids and like trying to manage them and whatever. They're chill. Like they know way more than you do. <laughs> and they're like, they they're running the show and like, you're learning spiritually from them. So don't confuse the whole situation. Like you yes. think you're teaching them something you're not. Right. So I was like, okay. And that like hurt my ego a bit. I was like, yeah. well, but if I'm not a mom, you know, like what am I? <laughs> um, and then, um, and then the other thing they've talked a little bit about, like how a lot of the kids that are coming in now who like maybe have different ways of learning that we're kind of labeling them as like having learning difficulties or having, you know, problems with learning or even sort of like social problems or whatever. But the thing is, is it's actually more like an evolution of the species mm. is that these kids that are seemingly difficult to train are actually going to be teaching us that that system doesn't work anymore at all. So wow. we're going to see more and more of like kids that have like, like that we're labeling now as autistic or ADHD and stuff like that, because 
that this, the brain is actually evolving to, to handle like multidimensional realities that we're just not capable of, of handling at this point, like as our generation. Wow. That's fascinating. I kind of get this picture and actually this picture came to me this morning and I was like, this is such a weird thing to think. But I also woke up in the middle of the night and had like the weirdest two thoughts that maybe I'll share with you. They were so strange, but, um, but I I had this image this morning of like kids. So Mm -hmm. just kind of follow me for a second, but they're like kids and they're all kind of like in a crowd, but it was like, they were like breaking out of like, uh, like a clay mold. And it was like, like colorful new world. And then like this old kind of like archaic, uh, clay, you know, modeled world, like, like everything was like perfect and it's modeled and it's in this little structured system. And everybody's just like, I'm getting the fuck out of here (laughs) and I'm creating this new world. But that's what you talking about that made me think of that. I think we can't understand what's happening. And like, yeah, these newer souls who are just like new, like they haven't been exposed to these systems for so long that they're like, I'm going to do what I want to do. Yeah, exactly. Do you find that you see that in your own kids? Um, yeah, it's, it's funny. Cause like my daughter, my daughter's older, well, older than my son, of course, but, um, it's funny. It's almost like she's the last of the molded kids. And then my yeah. son is like this completely different being like, I, I it's, there's also like on a soul level, there's like a, a, a very different feeling from him Yeah. that than there is from her. And, um, both amazing of course but it's it's so nice to see and also sense the difference yeah um and also see how like that interaction is going to be really interesting when they're adults like if it is a question of like there's like this generation is like part and part you know it'll it's it's super interesting that yeah Yeah, that is such an interesting point why is it so important for this entity to talk now and and there's even this point in the book where they're saying like there's communication and the push towards waking the sleeping children mm-hmm. why why now and i think somebody else asked you this too but what do you mm-hmm. think it is that they want to communicate and and help to wake up in us like wake these sleeping children yeah well they've also spoken about how it's been our call to them that that kind of triggers the ability for them even to present in our experience, right? Because like yeah. you can't really have anything in your experience that you're not vibing with, right? Yeah. Um, so, and I think that if you like, if you were even to do a survey of any of your friends who are non-spiritual or anything, I think everybody's pretty sure that like we gotta make some changes soon. Yeah. Like sure. <laughs> it's pretty evident. And even like even last year, like I know that now it's like really evident in our face, mm-hmm. but um, but there's there's something that's shifted in the past couple of years where everyone's turning around and going, like, this isn't okay, mm-hmm. it's not enough. Mm-hmm. And I now understand that I'm worth more, I deserve more, and I also kind of know how to get it like I feel like people are waking up to themselves and going like wait I I know that like there's something beyond me that I'm a spiritual being that you know even if you don't want to use those terms but that there's something motoring my existence Mm -hmm. that has this drive and so you know when you do have those 
types of sensations, people having those types of sensations, they do start to look for like a guide, go, well, what am I feeling? You know, what am I, um, how am I feeling? Like, how am I supposed to process these feelings? Mm -hmm. And then it's nice to have a guide that'll tell, like guide you back to yourself because you have the answers in you. You know what I mean? So I think that's part of why the timing is right, because we're, we're at a, we're at a, a turning point. Like we have yeah. a choice to make now that is really going to affect what's going to come. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. What would you say to somebody who's like curious, mm-hmm. but like kind of a little afraid or, you know, not sure, like, will I be accepted if I'm going to expand my awareness and expand my consciousness or, <laughs> you know, like, I feel like a lot of people are, cause we're in this transition. So people are yeah. like, oh, you know, going back and forth, like, no, 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 this can't be possible that she could channel. No, no, no. Maybe I can. Maybe I should try. Yeah. Like, what would you say to the person who's just kind of wavering? Well, well I'll, I'll just give my personal experience. When I first started channeling like semi-publicly, like just with people that I was comfortable with or like just kind of stepping out. And this isn't even very long ago, like yeah. just kind of stepping out saying like, oh yeah, by the way, guys, I'm a channel, like maybe on my social media or publishing some of the stuff that first I was publishing and only written and stuff like that. Um, I was convinced that I would lose a ton of friends, that I would be shamed or ridiculed um, by like, just sort of like maybe the people, you know, who are kind of always waiting for ammunition, like in my head, there yeah. must've been people yeah, yeah. waiting for some, some way to point a finger and go, oh, I see, she is weird, you know? <laughs> and none of it happened to the point of me being disappointed because People I thought would be like my mom, for example, I was like, I like was like coming out as a channel to her, you know, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. like she's not into these things and she was like, oh yeah, we always, we always knew you were, you know, a little different. And I was like, what? what? Like, why did like anyone like tell me that was okay? Yeah, exactly. And like, you know, my husband doesn't even care, you know, like he's completely oblivious to anything. Like he never... I thought like, oh, he's going to think like, don't, you know, don't do that publicly or no, he didn't care. And then like, I'll go to cocktail. Well, not anymore, but like I went to cocktail parties and people be like, oh, what do you do for a living? And I'd be like, oh, okay. You know, I'm just going to tell them. I'll tell them about, oh, that's interesting. And like completely mainstream people that I was like, sure would be like, oh, don't call her again. You know, Yeah. to the point of me being disappointed. I was like, where is this negative attention that I thought I would get? Why doesn't anyone care about this fantastic thing I'm doing now? And I got so like relaxed from that. So the truth is the stories we make up in our head about being accepted or not accepted, they're really just our own insecurities being bounced around in our own head because anything you're going to do or expand in yourself that feels good, right? Whoever's not going to accept that anyway, that's not the person for you in that place in your life. You know, like it's time to let that person go if they're, if they're going to be weird about it. And the truth is, is like, you might think people are going to be weird about stuff and then they aren't like, they're just not, they're not bothered by it. You know, like it's no big deal. They make it a bigger deal. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Make it a much bigger deal than you think. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I find that to be true in, in most (laughs) things you're afraid of. Right. Um, I think a lot of people are wondering right now in this transition during this, time during 2020 and and even before, but especially right now, it's kind of like everybody is uh, examining their life. Like they had to go home. They had to stay home. They had to Mm -hmm. literally be with themselves more than they've ever had to be with themselves. And I think a lot of times we're wondering what is our purpose? What are we meant to do here? And 
I, I wanted to read one more thing because I think it's really beautiful and I wanted to get your, your take on it too. Yeah. Um, again, this is a channeled message and it says, um, find the thing to which you give the most authority and then breathe into the feelings that come with the reverence and the sense of authority and understand that the feel that these feelings and these sensations could not exist without you. So when I read that, I thought it was very interesting because sometimes you give this authority to somebody else to determine your purpose or determine yeah. what you're going to do in your life. Um, but what, what, what did they, or what did you interpret when they said, find the thing to which you give the most authority, then breathe into those feelings? Um, I think you could substitute like authority with admiration or love or like sort of like anything that you externally believe to be greater than you like that authority could be god that authority could be or not even authority that could be like your the object of your affection your partner your children anything right anything that you have these big head like huge feelings of love and reverence for and then realize that those feelings themselves they belong to you you in observing that thing in that way are creating that sensation of that beauty, right? So even without that external thing, that sensation, that creation of making that thing big for yourself is yours. So it actually is you that is that thing, right? You're actually the, you're the source of that love for God, let's say. So God is not the source of your love for God right? If you, if you want to use that word, God or the universe or whatever, you're actually the source of that love. So it's basically understanding that everything that's external to you and every way that you perceive of everything external to you is actually your own reflection. Like it's, it, it belongs to you and you can decide, right? So let's say you really admire a certain celebrity, philosopher, leader, you can then take that energy and start shining it on whatever the hell you want, right? Like you could say like, oh man, like, okay, I really, really, really love that person, which means I can also really, really, really love this person. You know, I can take this energy because it's mine. And then what does it mean? It means you are love. Like you are the love. So yeah. And uh, like you said about like purpose, um, Exactly. And the word authority, I think it was, I don't know if that's in the teacher chapter, but uh, it's, it's possible. I'm not sure. Um, the, uh, the thing with authority is that like, even when you're giving an external authority or external figure authority over yourself, make sure whatever it is you're creating them to be telling you to be doing feels good because it's you who's creating them saying the words to you. Whoa. Yeah. Like I've been in situations, two types of situations, situations where like someone that I've really admired has told me like, oh man, you're awesome. It's great. Like do the thing you want to be doing. And I've had someone I admire tell me like that I'm not great. and Like I shouldn't be doing things. And in both situations, I was lucky enough to either be inspired to, or I don't know how this came about because it's just a fluke to in the positive situation, go, yeah, great for me. And in the negative situation, go, wow, look at me creating an example of resistance to what I want to do 
to check in with myself to see if it's really what I want to do. Right. Like, so I was able to kind of like use both those examples as a, like, what is my actual inner authority telling me? Yeah. And yeah, it was just, uh, it's just amazing to be able to, to kind of constantly come back to yourself. No, it's all you, you know? Yeah. My mouth is basically like on the floor. Cause I'm like, Oh, <laughs> um, wow. That's so cool. The way you described it. And like for, for people to understand, I mean, that you can come back to your own, literally your own inner authority to say like, I'm yeah. what I, is my hologram what I want to be experiencing right now because you're essentially you're creating it right you're creating this world whoa that's really cool I know you're enjoying this conversation so much but I wanted to help segue you into what you're about to hear in our conversation I asked Jesse if she'd be open to channeling live on the show and she agreed what you're about to hear is the full channeled message from the entity group Vagrian You're also going to hear my interaction with them, the questions I ask them. And also, I encourage you to slow down from whatever you're doing while you're listening to the podcast so that you can truly hear every single word. These to be included in your conversation. Thank you for joining. I'm so glad you're here. Thank you. I was wondering if you could help us in understanding how we can ease into the next year, into 2021, Mm -hmm. after experiencing everything we have. Yes, it is only in your perception that the calendar date will change the scenario. However, we are always excited when you are deciding how to make changes to your perception and make your lives easier. You do give importance to your calendar dates. We hope that you wake on the first with a sense of hope. We sense this is the direction you are all heading in. Not too much resentment for what has transpired this year for you have all grown in ways that you would not otherwise have grown. Your challenges will continue until you are able to adjust your perception of them from that of challenge to that of opportunity. And as more and more of you understand that all of these challenges have been opportunity, no matter how you have experienced them, they are opportunity, you will come together or begin to come together to find solutions to what you have created to be problems that are beneficial for many and inevitably beneficial for all. The key for ease would be for each of you to search deeply within yourselves for what is correct, for what is accurate, and for what is most true to you.
Thank you for that. What is one, what is a message you have for humanity right now? For the individuals of humanity, if we were to give a message that would be taken on as fact, we would love for each and every one of you to know that in each and every moment, you are indeed doing the best that you can. You are held by each other and the universe. And that in each and every moment you are learning and growing and becoming a better version of yourself. That you are in this moment perfect. You do not need to feel bad about anything in your past or fear anything in your future. For in this now, everything is as it should be. Beautiful, thank you. Thank you. Is there anything else you wanna share? There's always so much to share. We will. only leave you with the knowledge that you do know and all of our love. Thank you. Anai-nai. This is one of the most fascinating conversations I've had all of 2020. And that's saying a lot because a lot has happened in 2020. I wanted to make sure that you had all the ways to stay connected to Jesse. If this is interesting to you, if you're feeling pulled to learn more about this entity group, about channeling or receive a message from Vagrian for you or for a friend or for humanity, questions you want to ask too, you can reach out to Jessie. Here's how you can connect with her. Go to jpherman.com, H-E-R-M-A-N. There you can access her courses, you can hear channeling, you can learn about the book, you can subscribe to her newsletter, you can have a discovery call, all kinds of information for you available there. I highly recommend reaching out to her if this was interesting to you. In addition, you can get this book, Vagrian, Seeking Ends When Sharing Begins. And it is really fascinating. It's one of those books you're going to sit down and digest and read a few chapters and really think about what is being shared with you and then begin to integrate it into your life. I could see this book serving me over and over again throughout my entire life. Again, so honored that you're here, that you took the time to hear this episode. And again, thanks to Jesse for joining and thanks to Vagrian. I'll now add to the list of things I've done is interview a entity group. I am sending you so much love and so much courage to this during this time. If you want to stay connected to me, feel free to follow along on Instagram at innerrebel.co. If this podcast is serving you in any way, or you feel like it could serve others, I would love it if you would pass it along. Also, if you listen to this on iTunes, it's always great to leave a review so other people can see the value of the podcast as well. I will see you guys on the next episode of Inner Guidance Daily, and thank you so much for being here. I'm sending you all my love.